Welcome to, like, the TB Toycast. If you play with toys, you will score. <laughs> yeah, yeah, toys are cool, like fire, fire. <laughs> you won't score, Beavis. You're too much of a butt monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, butthead. I'll play with all the toys, then I'm definitely gonna score. <laughs> <laughs> toys are cool, Beavis. A big toy collection gets you all the chicks. And if you, like, listen to the TB Toycast, you will definitely score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't wait to score. <laughs> Everyone will score but you, Beavis. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, butthead. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again for the TB Toy Cast. My name is Brian, and joining me as always on this adventure down the toy aisle is my pal Jeff. Jeff, are you ready to talk about some toys? Dude, I'm already scathing just to talk some toys. Scathing to talk some toys. I love it. <laughs> uh, whatever. I'm just, I'm amped. <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't even stand it. <laughs> I'm, I've been up for 48 hours waiting for this. <laughs> awesome man I, i'm excited we actually got a lot of uh well sorry chad we got some wrestling figures to talk about this week is chad okay did he send you an email i need to send this guy an i'm sorry card i i haven't heard anything from chad so if we uh, still have him as a listener we apologize chad we i've been up for talk some wrestling figures chad i've been up for 48 hours i need to send you a i'm sorry card he's gonna hate us sorry chad it's all in good fun we're just joking with <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully we don't take it too seriously we are uh <laughs> we are are we sure <laughs> uh this week main event wwf stomp series one it is happening jeff i'm gonna make you talk about all the stomp figures from series one how excited are you about this can we do anything else can we <laughs> can we call an audible in the ring no i'm just kidding i'm ready to talk about some toy uh excuse me some stomp figures uh well i'm t ready to talk toys too but uh i talked to scott about these this past weekend and uh, I'm actually a little bit excited to talk about these because uh, I talked to Scott. I was like, hey, dude, we're doing stomp. And he goes, oh, I've got some stories. Perk for up him. a little bit. He did. And only because there was one specific figure that he could not find. And it took him a while oh, really? to find. And we'll get into that in the main event. Interesting. This was like, like I talked about it a little bit last week. It was like to me the first real gimmick figure, right? Mm -hmm. Where it was like it totally didn't really go into anything else. And it was a kind of a cash grab. But it's like, oh. It's like a G.I. Joe wrestler. Like, it's mm -hmm. kind of like, mm, this is kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Didn't really work out in the end. They didn't last real long, but it was it was kind of a fun idea. But, I mean, at the same time, like, Mattel has been known to do this, right? WWE zombies, WWE mutants, monsters, all those. And it's weird because they don't really have anything like that on the pace right now, do they? Anything weird like that? We haven't mm -hmm. seen that in a few years. Doing a quick Rolodex in my head. You had the zombies. You had the mutants. Uh, you had those Build-A-Figure uh, army guys kind of like where it was like hogan was like even mr america almost oh yeah and had multiple e extra parts and stuff exactly there was those that were actually kind of fun for the kids i thought did you get any of those no i didn't but they to me like my nephew was you know i don't even know if he was born when those came out but um i think he would have liked them because it's kind of a fun idea it's like hey mr america we had like a cape maybe and yeah. some extra stuff those were kind of fun though i thought for for a kid's line I always remember those being, uh, or actually, I should say, I only remember the Triple H on the pegs. I saw Hogan a couple times, but it seemed like Triple H was flooding those pegs. 
yeah those were those were a weird line but i mean even like remember like slam city when they did like no oh, line yes. and like cm punk was an ice cream man it's like what the hell is this <laughs> i will say it was campy but i actually enjoyed those cartoons that was yeah, on the they, WWE. Were they were fun like it was one of those like mindless turn it on start doing something around the house, whether you're cleaning, whether you're setting figures up or something like Mm -hmm. that, and just have that on in the background and just kind of mindlessly paying attention to it. Well, and then they did the rumblers. I remember those were kind of fun, the little two packs of minifigures and stuff. I think it's, I think it's cool to do different scale a lot where I know that like everyone's kind of like, Oh, the section scale, but it's like, to me like that, that was always fun. And I, and I'm going to throw this out there. I think Stomp would have been way more successful if it were a different scale. Mm. Yes, and I will tell you why. Because these were in bone-crunching action scale. If they were in, hypothetically, a ruthless aggression body style, let's say they jumped to RA bodies earlier and went with that in Stomp, I think those would be a little bit more popular. I would agree with you on that. What if they did three and three quarters so they were compatible with G.I. Joe? Do you think it would have been big then? Um, I don't know because were we out of the three and three quarter era? Yeah, because I think we were like into like G.I. Joe Extreme at this point, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I don't know if three and three quarters would have done as well. Now I'm I'm trying to rack the brain, but I can't remember any three and three quarter style figures on the yeah, shelf on the shelves at this time. I think I remember some miniature figures, like some smaller figures, but not anything like three and three quarters. Timing is everything, you know, because it's kind of like uh, classified. When those hit, it was almost like, oh, my gosh, all the characters I remember, but now they're in six-inch scale. This is amazing, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it's kind of interesting how that happens, right? Same with, like, Masterverse, similar situations for the classic characters, but they're bigger. This is awesome. Like, it was just kind of a an interesting thing for sure. So we'll dive into all that with uh, with Stomp when we get into that in a little bit. Uh we got a lot of wrestling figure talk as I mentioned. Uh we'll start off with this news. This is kind of fun. Asylum All-Stars has officially announced series 2 of their line. Uh Tatanka. That's an interesting one to me. I did not expect him. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, Sergeant Slaughter, and then two versions of Eddie Guerrero. You have classic Eddie Guerrero kind of looks almost based on the artwork from like his WCW days. And then Black Tiger, that'll actually come in a two-pack. And then separate from that, they'll have an Ethan Page as Karate Man mm-hmm. from his toy vlog. Um, what were your thoughts when they announced Series 2? Uh, need to get three, well, including Karate Man. I need you to get Karate Man? No, I'm not getting Karate Man. No, I, <laughs> I needed three of the five. I needed Eddie, Paul, and not Slaughter, but... You just Tatanka. said Tatanka. Thank you. Those are the three I needed. Um, and I'm going to put in my pre-orders for those. Nice. Well, Orndorff, I thought was an awesome addition since they've already made Mr. T mm-hmm. Hogan and Piper. Like how genius was that to get Paul Orndorff in this line? I wonder if they snuck him in. Like maybe they had him slated for maybe series three. Could be. Yeah. And they, and they slid him into season, season two series two uh, to go with Mr. T Hogan and Piper. Tatanka was not one I was expecting to see in this line, but man, like if they give him like the, the you know, I don't know what you call it, like the loincloth he wore and it looks like he's going to have the face paint. And that's, that's a fun one. Oh, I can't wait for that one again. Three of five on this one. Um, You know, what's funny is after the ultimate edition, Sergeant Slaughter, it was one of those, like, I think I'm good on all Sergeant Slaughter figures going forward. Really? Like, like you got like your, 
I got my and Scott and I talk about this all the time. Metallica's greatest album is Master of Puppets. Don't add us. We don't care. Mm. We're not gonna listen. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not even gonna listen to you. Don't even add us. We got Sergeant Slaughter's Master of Puppets. So yeah. we're we're almost good going forward. And on top of that, got it signed a couple of weeks ago at Stockton Con. So nice. Like I'm good on Sergeant Slaughter, no matter what scale they put him in, whether it's in the Remco style, retro style, whatever, we're good. It's just that we got the master of puppets. We got the top tier. Now, if they came out with a Supreme, <laughs> you know, maybe, but I don't foresee that ever happening. That's very interesting. But yeah, I think the line is really cool. Um, I would have liked to have seen, you know, maybe a sixth figure. I know last time they did two Earl Hebners, which I thought was odd because I felt like they could have done one Earl Hebner with two shirts. Mm-hmm. personal opinion i was like i don't think you need two figures there so and uh, eddie guerrero black tiger my understanding was it was going to be one figure but like an alternate head and soft goods so i don't know how that's going to be i'm not totally sure how that one's going to look but that's kind of cool to get black tiger for sure it's a great change up yeah um, it's it's cool to get something different from a wrestler such as eddie guerrero we've gotten so many different eddie guerrero figures throughout our right. eddie eddie guerrero collecting days and to get something different, such as Black Tiger, that's amazing. That's like, oh, okay, yeah. cool. You know, that's something new. That's something we'll take any day of the week. Well, and I thought they did a good job of getting guys like Slaughter kind of falls into that LJN era. So that's kind of a fun one. Orndorff goes well with Hogan Piper and Mr. T, obviously. And then Tatanka, how great will that go next to the uh, Series 2 Shawn Michaels? You know, that was a, a classic feud in 93. And WrestleMania 9 exactly yeah so i'm like that will be that will be really cool so i'm I'm excited for them i'm glad that they've got this uh line going on i i i'll be honest though do you know who i was really hoping to see for series two yeti <laughs> well yes obviously i um, know uh, it was a uh, demolition i thought that would have been a fun addition obviously with them signing with that uh, ultra pro wrestling video game and getting the big rubber guys it seems as though they're in play so I don't, and they've also got figures coming from epic toys a two-pack so I'd have liked to have seen demolition in the line. I thought that'd have been really cool. High voltage. High volt. Oh man, they need three <laughs> figures. Kenny Chaos and Robbie Rage. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to think of who else. I'm trying to think of the '95, '96 crap gimmicks of WCW. Oh, There's so many. You can never <laughs> give me enough of the crappy gimmicks. I'm all about it. You're like, yes, please. There, we there should just be a figure line of crappy gimmicks. Oh, I'm all about it. And I, you are hook, line, and sinker. I know you would be like, yes, please. Well, it, and I know I know it's a joke and stuff, but it's kind of fun because, like, literally, like, you know, it's kind of like Rush Collectibles. We'll talk about them a little bit, doing Roadblock. I'm like, who else is doing Roadblock? Like, that's amazing to me. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know that he's a kind of an obscure character, but I'm like, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Freaking Roadblock? Absolutely, I want that. There were so many WCW Saturday night guys that we – uh Hard work, Bobby Walker. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like how many how many gimmicks did Repo Man go through in the in that era? Where is it called? Very hole in one Darso. Exactly. Come on now. When I found out that was Smash, I lost my mind. I was like, what? That's <laughs> Smash? Like that's so disappointing. So yeah, Asylum All Stars. Series two is up for pre-order now at Asylum All Stars is at Asylum All Stars.com, I think, or wrestling uh, asylum store i'm not sure the exact website so but um they are up for pre-order now so you can grab them the asylum wrestling store.com 
there it is. And they also have a lot of other uh, pre-orders. In fact, if you want to pick up some of the uh, KWK heroes, they are also like uh, Mantar is currently available for pre-order on their yep. website as well. Yeah. By the way, these will be twenty four ninety nine. So don't be expecting a sticker shock when you go over there. It will be twenty four ninety nine. So you know ahead of time. Yeah, not not too bad. And um, they said there's been a little bit of a delay in series one with the soft goods, but they're they're working it out. So hopefully it'll be shipping to us very soon. Uh, did you order any of those? Oh yeah, got got the Road Warriors. Who was who else was in there? It was Road Warriors. Was two versions of Earl Hebner, Buff Bagwell, and Scott North. Don't quote me, but I might have ordered Buff. I don't remember. I know I got the Road Warriors for sure. Oh yeah, the Road Warriors were a must, right? Like that was like, oh, I have to get those. Yeah, and I bet you those were huge hits too when those went up for pre-order. Oh, for sure. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, many more waves of this line. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Mitch over there at uh, Grapplers and Gimmicks announced a couple of new signings, which I thought was incredibly fun. He announced the signings of the new Rockers. Marty Janetti and Leaf Cassidy. Dude, I'm surprised no one's tried to pull this off yet. That's amazing. That's pretty cool. Now, were you a New Rockers fan? I liked it because it was like, oh, it's the Rockers. But it's like, it's it's clearly like the Jobber team. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, I like the Rockers music and the look. I think it would be, I don't think it was as appreciated as it should have been for its time because it was, it they weren't really they weren't really doing anything. That's the problem. Like if they had feuded with Sean or done something with Sean, I think it would have been better. But the fact that they were just kind of like not doing anything. And that's why I don't think it was a huge success, but mm-hmm. no, I, I, I thought, I thought it was a fun, fun idea. You thought it was a good idea. I don't know if I'd say it was a good idea. It's a fun idea. Kind of like the new midnight express. Okay. Not really a good idea, but kind of a fun idea for the time. Uh, new midnight express was not good. No, it was not. Although I'll be honest, if he signed Bob Holly, I mean, I definitely want Sparky plug, but I would, I would pop for new Manag express. I would lose my mind. <laughs> that would be amazing. I don't think it'd be impossible to get Bob Holly or Bart Gunn signed either. Well, that's one that's kind of missing right now with the, all the third party companies jumping in and signing everybody. I'm surprised Bart Gunn hasn't, uh, his name hasn't popped up. Yeah. It's interesting. I think, I wonder if it's because of like the smoking guns and just being like a tag team guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why why he hasn't signed anywhere. It's interesting. Mitch has announced that he also will be releasing an Al Snow, as he was in like '98 with like the uh, this black singlet with the re- the blue straps and head. And uh, you know, Epic Toys did their own Al Snow, but they did the Job Squad shirt. So this is kind of a different version of that. Um, I think it's smart to do a different version, obviously, but mm-hmm. kind of cool that he's doing an Al Snow. That's kind of yeah. fun. Yeah, Al Snow's '98 gimmick was a lot of fun. '97, '98. Actually, yeah. the eight gimmick. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I mean, he was over in ECW. Oh yeah, when he showed up in WWE, I didn't know anything about who he was, but I loved Al Snow. I thought he was awesome. <laughs> like talking to the head, that was amazing. <laughs> I still love the uh, the jokes that Mick Foley put on Al Snow in his first book. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I remember one he was talking about taking a dump, and he said I had to wipe my avatar. <laughs> which I'm like <laughs> fantastic. Which that's another one. I wonder if they'd be able to pull off Avatar. Well. Would that be a gimmick infringement? It's hard to say. I mean, you know, KWK is doing essentially Max Moon, although they're calling him the comic kid, but he did work elsewhere as, as a different name. So don't know. Like that yep. might be a hard one to pull off, but I think it'd be a, that would be a really fun character if they did it. Yep. 
All right. Let's see. There's a couple other things I want to touch on. Uh, how, how about this? I don't know if this is in your wheelhouse at all or not, Jeff, but I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts. Mattel, I guess, there's a couple of leaked articles that, that basically said that in 2024, they are going to be relaunching Street Sharks as the Street 30th Sharks. anniversary. Why does that sound familiar? So Street Street Sharks came around in the uh, in 1994. They okay. had a cartoon and a toy line. Um, a lot of the toys um, are hard to find nowadays and are actually quite valuable. Um, I'm not sure why they are, but they are. And um, yeah, it was just kind of this weird line of these like sharks that you know would fight and stuff, and they were kind of like a shark team. Similar in vain to like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, obviously, because that was kind of the era where they put together, you know, teams of animals that fought for the greater good, right? Mm -hmm. The Ninja Turtles, Biker Mice from Mars was another one. So some very odd, uh, odd characters. But in 2021, Mattel Creations uh, sold three different versions of Street Sharks, but they sold for like 75 bucks each. They were very expensive. Wow. Not I don't I don't know a lot of people that actually bought them just because the price was so high. But I guess they announced that in 94, they're going to go back to retail with these. Uh, I've seen that a lot more where people are, instead of like, hey, we're bringing this back, they're like, no, we're straight up just relaunching what we did 30 years ago. Do you think this is a fun idea? Is it a good idea? What are your thoughts? Uh, Well, first, I need to see what Street Sharks look like because this is baffling. Yeah, take, a, take a peek. <laughs> All right. I'm, think. I'm looking these up right now. Oh, okay. I kind of remember this cartoon. What was it on? Was it on like the CW or? I don't remember what network it was on. I think it's actually still available on like uh, Pluto TV and some of those free streaming services. You can actually still watch it. But yeah, they, a lot of people really dig the old figures. And like I said, if you go on eBay, they're not super cheap anymore either. So, but they were, there is a, it was a fun line for sure. Steel jaw jab. That's kind of funny. Oh Yeah. <laughs> so these are kind of fun. If obviously if they have resellability on it, is that a word? Resellability? <laughs> I think we can make it a word. It's a, hey, you know what? It's a word now on the TV toy cast. There you know it what? is. Make it a t-shirt, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Put it right next to the prick shirt. Um yeah. I want a quarter know, every time somebody says it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? These actually look kind of fun. And if there's a demand for it, why not put them back out? Now, here's the question. Would they do well at retail if they have a good price tag on it? Maybe so. I think they might simply because people might. It's that kind of like, oh, look what's out. You know, um, I'll be honest. I didn't think Mego would do very well at retail, but those seem to be moving for the most part. Good um, point. You know, Ninja Turtles, you know, recently released the original Playmates sculpts on retail, but then they're also doing the the new movie. Mm hmm. So it's, and they're kind of mixed up a little bit. So I could see that being a little confusing to maybe the young kids, like which ones, excuse me, which one's which, but no, it's a fun idea. It's interesting because with these not having like this massive, you know, wave of media attention, like it had a short lived cartoon, but it never had any video games. It never had any, any movies or anything like that. Like, like I, I I'm curious, like, okay, collectors, guys like me and Travis, like Travis was like, I'm all in, you know, mm -hmm. like he wanted them. And, and people like that. I think Mike the Cleaner was a big Street Sharks guy. Don't okay. quote me on that, but I, I was thinking that he said he was. And a few other people from that era were probably like, oh, yeah, I definitely want these. 
I could see that being a hit, but I don't know if like the kids are going to be into them. And also, what's the price point on these going to be? They were like six or seven bucks back in the day. Right. Probably looking at 25, 30 on nowadays based on how big they are. So I don't know. It's hard to say it's, but it's a fun idea. And, you know, like, why not? Like they're bringing back all this other stuff. I'd love to see it. Actually, this one's kind of cool. Street Shark Slugger Slam Moo. 95 with the boxing gloves. Dude, he's pretty cool. He's got a mouth guard too. Yeah. Got to protect those chompers on those sharks. So that makes well, a yeah, lot of that's, sense. That's how, they, that's how they eat, right? They <laughs> <Big old> chompers. <laughs> that one's actually kind of cool. Um, You know what? Why not? I mean, there might be a lot of nostalgia for these. Um, and, and obviously there must be a demand because if they're, if they're reselling pretty well on eBay, why not bring them back out? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to do a, a live eBay search of some street sharks and we'll kind of go over some prices. I know even loose they're 50 ish dollars each sometimes. I wonder how much slugger slamu is. So here's um, uh, vintage street sharks, uh, pool shark ripster action figure, thirty two ninety nine, three dollars shipping. Here is thirty six bucks. Street shark slobster the lobster. That's amazing. <laughs> Seventeen fifty. That's not terrible. Here's uh, <laughs> ravenous ripster, thirty four ninety five, free shipping. Here is Slugger Slamu, the one you're talking about. He's 35, 35 96, 6 for 40 shipping. So I guess it's not terrible, but I mean, it's still not cheap. 35 bucks for a vintage figure is kind of expensive, I guess. Can I bring up um, that somebody got paid to come up with these names? Oh, like, dude, that's, that's the money, right? Dude, it's just like four dudes sitting at a table. Hey, we need to come up with some names. All right, this one's Slugger Slamu. I'm going on break. Well... One of the guys from Masters of the Universe and the toys that made us told the story about coming up with the names. Did you hear that part? He's like, yeah, we came up with them over some uh, beverages. We'll just say that, some beverages. (laughs) But he was like, you know, talking about them, he was like, you know, Manny faces. Hello. Like, (laughs) like how goofy they were. But that's also, that's what made it fun. Trap jaw. You know, come on. That's amazing. Everyone loved that. Did you ever see the Family Guy skit where... Stewie was setting up like a battlefield and he had all his He-Man figures and he was uh-huh. going, he was going through and he's like, you're going to take this post. You're going to take this post. And he goes, and many faces, you're going to stay right in the middle because you have many faces. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. One of, one of the best skit, like one of the best lines, dude, it just pops me every single time I hear it. Have you ever watched, this is off topic, but have you ever watched the television show, the Goldbergs? Never watched it. Everybody recommended it, but it wasn't one of those I ever got into. I I think you should check it out because it's all based in the 80s. Okay. And there's a ton of wrestling references. Like I think Hulk Hogan even makes a cameo because they all they go to WrestleMania 4 because they oh. live around New Jersey, which is kind of fun. <laughs> uh, but every episode, it's like the main character's name is Adam, who is probably 10 years old when it starts. And uh, he's always like, it's, you know, February 3rd, 1980 something. And it's always kind of like, loosely based on the 80s but no it's like he it shows him like he has this girl over that he likes and he's showing her castle gray skull and he's like so proud of it he's like this is castle gray skull and he has like the uss flag and like you're just like wow that's so cool like it's funny because in in terms of like that situation it's like it's like he's realizing like i think i'm getting too old for for toys that's kind of the story mm-hmm. but then you kind of realize he's like yeah that was stupid i shouldn't <laughs> i shouldn't have thought that it's so it's kind of a fun show because it kind of highlights things from the 80s or like how they're all sitting around watching night rider and stuff like that it's like oh that's really fun so it, i think it would be a show you would dig for sure 
if Scott was here right now, he'd be like, WrestleMania four is the greatest WrestleMania ever. Like he says, WrestleMania four is like, that will never be topped. And then he goes, then you have a one B of every other WrestleMania underneath. And I'm like, Scott, have you ever sh- actually sat back and watched WrestleMania four? He goes, yeah, the matches aren't great. He goes, but it's still the top. Like there's no ands, ifs or buts. Well, I'll be honest though. I, I kind of agree in, in a lot of cases because when I was a kid, my local video store, WrestleMania four was one of the events that they had to rent. Cause I mean, I'm sure you remember video stores had four or five wrestling tapes. Usually if you were lucky, yeah. WrestleMania four was one of them. And it was a double VHS. Yep. Two VHS tape. And you're like, Oh, I got to get this, you know, um, not really a great show, but the whole show itself was like a really fun story mm-hmm. of macho kind of doing the impossible. So I get what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. It was all right. I mean, the match. <laughs> The matches were, yeah. <laughs> they weren't the best, that's for sure. What's weird is like Hogan slammed Andre on that show too. Yes. And no one no one even Nobody... shows that footage or talks about it. No, no, because in everybody's eye, despite Kamala doing it prior, Harley Race even did it prior. Hanson. Hanson did it. Sorry, Chad. Um, <laughs> the, the fact that Hogan's WrestleMania 3 slam on Andre, that's like the first time anybody ever slammed Andre. That yeah. in everybody's head, despite there being footage of people previously, that's the first time because that in their head is the first time and there's no convincing him otherwise. Right. Uh, to be fair, he was heavier than I mean, but I mean, he was still like massively big before that. So, yeah, it's still um, Andre the Giant. Oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, the WrestleMania four, I think, will always have a soft spot for me, even though, yeah, it's probably not the uh, not the best WrestleMania. Yeah, I miss Coliseum home video. Oh man, those were the days, weren't they? Oh, tell me about it, man. Strategy <laughs> tips with Todd Pittengill. <laughs> <laughs> so can much I, fun. Can I tell a quick, quick, quick story? Please. Dad was always like, "Hey guys, wrestling's on." That's that's actually how we found out about NWA. Dad came to the banister because we'd be upstairs. Scott and I'd be playing Nintendo. Dad pound on the banister. Hey, wrestling on channel twelve. Hey, wrestling on channel forty four. Channel wrestling. You know, he would always give updates. Mm-hmm. So, anyways. Dad one day goes, Hey, I was I was flipping through the channels and uh there's a guy on the USA network, his name was Todd something. And we're like, Yeah, Todd Pettengill. And he goes, He's really good. We're like, <laughs> Todd Pettengill? <laughs> he goes, I really like him. <laughs> we're like, of all people, Todd Pettengill? He goes, He's excellent. <laughs> I you know what? I was a big Todd Pettengill fan. Were you? I was, and I don't know. I think it's because he was on all the recap shows that I watch a lot in that era. Like he was everywhere mm-hmm. and he always just seemed super energetic and like enthusiastic to be there. Like, I don't know. He just brought an energy to him, I guess. I, I know. Like, even at, even at some of those in your houses, he was like running through the crowd, just like, like he's been up for 48 hours. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and then like he would uh, do those, those interviews with like the people like at WrestleMania and then music would hit like oh let's go to the ring because here comes the bad guy (laughs) just i don't know he brought it he brought an excitement level to it that i felt like was kind of missing like i love sean mooney but he didn't have the excitement that todd pittendale had not even but it also didn't seem it didn't seem like generic excitement to me so i think that's why i gravitated to him he seemed like a a wrestling fan who got the dream job of all time. I don't know. Um, don't know Todd Pettengill. I have tried to get him on my podcast before. I just never, never, never heard back. Oh, you DM'd him? Oh, yeah, I tried. All right. I'm going to see if I can get him on the fully posable. <laughs> oh, dude, I would be all about it. He's got an action figure coming out from Zombie. He does. He does. 
Yes, I will be buying that for sure. <laughs> I really feel like he needs two. Yes, the huge mark. Um, he needs two. He needs like mullet Todd Pettengill that's all dressed cool and then like tuxedo WrestleMania. Todd yes, yes. WrestleMania 10? 10? Yeah. 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 WrestleMania 10 Todd Pettengill. That's what we need. Or Livewire. Did he, didn't he? did he do Livewire? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, he was in like Action Zone, Livewire, Mania, all those shows they had at that time. Yep. He was on everything. Yep. <laughs> I'll never forget renting WrestleMania 10, the VHS, because that's another one my local video store had. I would rent it a lot. Because, um, you know, I had Brent Nolan, which was awesome. And then I had the ladder match, which was great. Sorry, Chad, we're getting to wrestling talk here. <laughs> but <laughs> the, the opening of the video was Todd Pittengill's like, hey, congratulations, you rented a Coliseum home video. Did you get your free gift? <laughs> and he's like, did you see the banner? Ask about your free gift. And I'm like, <laughs> Okay, so I'm like 12 years old. I go to my local video store. They were like, what are you talking about? Like, what free gift? Like, we said it on the tape. And so they, like, play the tape. Like, I don't know, man. We don't have any good gifts for you. Sorry. And I'm like, oh, dang. (laughs) You know, you just see that. He's like, like, oh, I got to go get my free gift. I think me and Nate Uh, from Ring Skirts have talked about that. And he was uh, like, I think it was trading cards or something. Because he had heard about it too, and I was like, "Oh man, that's all. That's amazing. I missed out on some epic trading cards." Oh, that is fantastic! All right, thanks for my laugh for the evening. I, I do what I can, man. I do what I can. Well um, done. So, uh, other other news: Street Fighter uh, making some news. Apparently, Chun Li is starting to hit Target. So, uh, so keep an eye out for that. You plan to pick up Chun Li? Yes, she's part of the original eight that falls right into my wheelhouse. I, I've got Ryu. I need Chun Li. I need Zangief. I need M Bison. I need oh, yeah. Blanca, the original eight. I need those ones. And then after that, I'm cutting it off. In fact, uh, one of my buddies called, hit me up the other day, and he said, "Jeff, I picked you up Fei Long." I was like, "Dude, I don't want him." And he goes, "It's okay. I've got a list. I've got a pile of stuff that's going right back to Target, so I'll just throw it right back." There you go. I was like, "Okay, perfect." I've heard people doing that too. That well, they'll uh, they'll just buy it if you don't need it, and they're like, "I can always go return it. I have the receipts." Mm-hmm. That's always something you can do. Yeah, it always seems like a drag to head back there to like to return stuff. You're like, "Oh, I gotta stand in the return line." I don't know. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting lazier in my old age, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I do get that, but sometimes like it's it's kind of cool because like you you it, to me like I don't budget that money because it's already spent, and so it's like, "Hey, there you go. You got like." 60 bucks at Target. You're like, hey, sweet <laughs> money. Let's go buy some new stuff. You know, I don't want to tell you what his bill was when he returned all the stuff, but we'll leave it at that. I bet it was a lot, especially yeah. with the prices they are nowadays. Triple digits. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I yeah. believe it. We've touched on that before, but I was looking at Walmart the other day and the Power Rangers figures from Hasbro were like 26.87 or something. So $27. I think Marvel Legends are 27. G.I. Joe have stayed at 25, but Dude, it's nuts, isn't it? Well, they know that the collector market's hot right now, and you got to strike while the iron's hot, right? And yeah. Has Hasbro's technically doing that. Hasbro has raised the prices on Marvel Legends. They've raised the prices on GI Joes. They've raised the prices on Power Rangers. They just keep upping the prices. You know who has done pretty well on not upping their prices? McFarlane. I've noticed that. Although I, I have seen a couple of them go up to like 23. 20, 23. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were ni- they were 1999 for a long, long time. That actually that's actually why I started collecting them because mm-hmm. I looked at that as like, man, if if people see an uptick with McFarland, maybe all these other companies will think, okay, maybe we need to pull back a little bit because 
you know, I, and I get it. If you're already spending 20, maybe they're like, oh, maybe they'll spend 23. And you're probably right. It just, to me, it takes away the uh, collector being able to get every figure they want. Now they have to pick and choose a little bit more, which is, which stinks. Yeah. And it, to me, feels like you're getting more of a figure with McFarlane. They're mm-hmm. bigger. They're seven inch scale. To me, they look more, I hate, I hate to say this, but they look better than Marvel Legends. Marvel I Legends. Agree. Look, Marvel Legends look great, but the detailing that goes into these DC figures is just amazing. We touched on that before, and I think it's interesting that you say that because if people don't know, you're not a big comic book guy, right? Nope. But you you still look at these and you're like, holy crap, these are amazing, right? Oh, dude, they're beautiful. I saw one today. It was a Batman dressed as, or it's Two Face dressed as Batman. I don't know if you've seen that one or mm-hmm. not, but I'm like, damn, that's cool. Like, it's a cool figure, you know? I don't know what comic book that was from or why they even had Two Face dressed as Batman. All I know is I've seen that figure and I'm like, damn, that's pretty good. Like, that's yeah. really good. In, and like, I think it's cool that every figure has a stand and a trading card. I think that's mm-hmm. a really fun, a fun way to to do a collection. So like, if you have this full set, you have all these trading cards and each guy's got a stand so you can display them. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think like they've done obviously a ton of different Batmans, but like they do a good job of giving you different versions right and i think that is what's really fun about the line because like every now and then like i just saw today they showed off because they've been doing these as walmart exclusives they did a vampire batman because there was i guess some book they did where they all turned into vampires and they just did a superman and today they revealed a green lantern batman or i'm sorry a green vampire green lantern i'm like man that is really cool like Mm -hmm. it's different it's outside the box but it's like man that's super fun that they do stuff like that yeah. And I like, and we've talked about this before, but I like how McFarlane went in a bigger scale. He was basically put up his middle finger to the collectors and said, I don't care what your Marvel Legends scale are. I'm yeah. going bigger. And of course he heard the backlash and he was like, I don't care. <laughs> Piss off. You know, <laughs> it, it was smart on his part because I think after the initial backlash kind of wore out, people were like, okay, I got to get these. These are too yeah. good. Exactly. And to me, let me ask you, everybody goes, everybody makes this same comment. Oh, they're not in scale. What is scale? To me, the person making the figures is determining the scale. Like everybody's like, oh, they're not in scale with my Mattel elites. Well, they don't need to be like McFarlane. I, I'm a hundred percent behind that guy. You know, Hey, I'm making mine in a seven inch scale. Piss off. This is, this is my scale. It's not your scale. It's my scale. That's kind of one of those things I agree with him. Yeah. On. No, I agree. I think it's important for all you, the figures from the same company to be mm-hmm. in scale. But I don't think if you're DC McFarlane, you should be worrying about Marvel. Mm-hmm. Like what they're doing, like what Hasbro's doing. Like, no, don't worry about that. Like Agreed. do your own thing. And I, and I, I think, well, like the, the cover art picture we had on, 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 a, on this podcast for a long time was actually a picture Nate from ring skirts took where he took the TV to- toy cast logo. That was from like the KB toys design that Jason Wolf did. And he put a whole bunch of figures in front of it. So there's like a Ghostbuster. There's an LJN. There's a Hasbro, obviously. Um, I think there is a Food Fighter. There. So to me, what's cool is like they're all different. Right. Right. Our current logo is a picture of Jason Wolf draw with like He-Man, Power Rangers, G.I. Joe, etc. To me, the big thing I told him with that, what I thought was the most important is I want them to all be in scale. So the G.I. Joe is short and skinny. Mm-hmm. he-man is a little taller but real thick the, you know the turtles a little bit shorter but still kind of thick and and the power rangers kind of tall with that box chest so to me that is what makes toys fun is that they don't all look the same i yeah. do get 
how if your Power Rangers and your Ninja Turtles were the same scale, they could fight each other. And like, that's fun. But to me, it's also what makes those figures fun is that they are not the same, that they're different collections. So, no, I agree. I think Power Town got a little bit of flat because their figures were a little bit bigger. But don't worry about what Mattel does. Do your own thing. Mm-hmm. Be your own scale. I agree with that. Yeah. I just want somebody to get the Spaceball toys. I just want that. <laughs> that's all I want. And nobody's done it yet. Man, that would be awesome if they did Spaceballs. Oh, please, please, somebody do Spaceballs. I mean, I loved when Lord Helmet was making out with uh, Princess Vespa. Yes. Oh, that's such a good scene. I'm surprised, like, uh, um, Super 7 or something hasn't even tried to do, like, reaction figures. Those, that would be a great reaction. And I'm trying to avoid reaction figures. Agreed. I've picked up a couple, but I'm trying to avoid them. But if they came out with those, pff, dude, all in on those reaction are one of the most interesting lines because it's like the price point's not too much but i think it's too much for what you're getting yeah i mean they're fine like they did a line of office figures i know you're not an office fan but like on that show there's a movie that michael writes called threat level midnight and then they Mm -hmm. all film the movie and that was like the episode of them showing the movie (laughs) and they did a line of threat level midnight figures Mm-hmm. hilarious because like jim on there his name is golden face because it's kind of like james bond essentially and so i sent him to bane i'm like man these are awesome but not worth the money he goes definitely not worth the money but yes those are amazing so it's yeah. like it's it's a fun idea it's just one of those things where it's like 20 bucks i don't know if they were 10 i think i'd be all over them. it's one of those that with super seven i hope that they make ultimates like i'm willing to spend 55 dollars on some of those ultimates that they would be willing to turn from reaction to ultimates beavis and butthead sure i'm surprised they haven't done ultimates of them yet i'm shocked they haven't done that um beavis and Buttheaders one uh they they did go for cliff burton the basis for metallica they put yes. him in an ultimate which i'm excited about they just came out with d snyder today for the reaction style it's cool for reaction but if they did an ultimate i might be jumping in on that so oh, yeah it it's one of those like I don't want to spend the money on the reactions, but I'm willing to spend the fifty five bucks on the ultimates. It's interesting how that works, right? Like I have no problem shelling out money for a Jason Wolf custom, mm-hmm. but like if I see, you know, like a reaction, I'm like, I don't know. But at the same time, it's like I understand what he puts into a custom, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's, I, I guess it's just different. But I, you know, at the same time, there's so much out there. You have to you have to kind of like pump the brakes at times be like, okay, I can't dive into this. There's too much happening right now. And you know, with, with any, with anything with super seven, like I would love to get the GI Joes, but I can't justify getting those and Hasbro, the power Rangers. I can't justify that in the lightning collection. So where do you draw the line? Right. I will say this, the super seven GI Joes are amazing. Dude. They're so good. I Aren't saw those they? in person the other day. Man, yeah. they're incredible. We saw him at Stockton Con and Scott and I were just, Scott's like, nope. And he just turns around and walks away. Yeah. It's like, it's like Grandpa Simpson walking into the brothel and then turning around and sees Bart. <laughs> just hat up, takes a circle, takes his hat back on. Is your name Bart? <laughs> Amazing stuff. No, I, I totally get it though. Like it's, uh, it, and the thing is, what's weird about Super 7, I don't know if, and I'm sure you, you realize this a bit, but you're talking about being at Stockton Con. Pictures don't do them justice. No, not even remotely close. When you see them in person, you're like, whoa. Like I saw Destro the other day. I was like, dude, like that's so good. It's fantastic, isn't it? The Destro, yes. all those are so good. The Snake Eyes, because their Snake Eyes comes with Timber too, right? 
I believe so, yeah. Because uh, he's also in like the blue color, like the more original color. Yep. Because even those Simpson figures, you're just sitting there and you're like, I need, I don't need itchy and scratchy and robot form from that episode. Right. But I'm looking at this and like, they're speaking to me right now. And it again, I do the Grandpa Simpson U-turn and just took off. Well, and, and I was kind of contemplating the Simpsons figures as well because I was like, you know, I don't, like you said, I don't need the robot itchy and scratchy, but I'm like, man, like Homer and the Moo Moo is kind of funny. You know, that Krusty the Clown is awesome. Dredderick Tatum is ridiculous. But it's ridiculously good. But it's so fun. The weird thing about Super 7 is like they, they tend to like give you oddball characters first, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird because you're like, Where's like just regular Homer at, you know, what's, mm-hmm. what's going on here, but it's fun for sure. Which I'm okay with because we've already had so many, and we can go back to playmates of 1999, 2000. How many homers did they give us in the first four series? Oh yeah. I remember when I got into those, cause I didn't collect a lot of them, but um, when I got into them, it was already like wave three. And so the only one I could find was Sunday Best Homer. So that was mm-hmm. the first one I got. But I was like, that's okay. Like I can get him in the church suit. That's cool, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but I mean, they. I mean, they made so many figures. Yeah, and yeah. I've looked at recollecting those, but it's just like that's too many. Yeah, the Mo is good. The Mo is fantastic. Poochie is fantastic. I'm like, I oh, hate so it. good. I hated Poochie, but man, I need it. <laughs> Do you know why I actually have decided against uh, collecting the Simpsons playmates? Why is that? play sets okay too many too many play sets and like they're cool but it's just what am i going to do with those yeah and unfortunately that they made a lot of exclusive characters with the play sets and i felt like that was in retrospect maybe a mistake because i would actually go back and recollect those because they're not that expensive Mm -hmm. but it's like you know i want all the like i want apu i don't need to buy the quickie mart to get apu you know i want um and there's there a lot of them, like even like a, I think Patty and Selma, one of them comes with the DMV mm-hmm. and the other one's a single pack. I'm like, I don't need the DMV playset. Come on. You know, so it's like it's it's too many playsets. One thing I did like is when you put them on the pegs on the uh, they talked, they talked. I thought that was yeah. really, really cool. That was a fun idea and how it was always like congruent to uh, like if you had. So I, I did have the Simpsons living room with Marge, I think, and Maggie mm-hmm. that came with. Because mm-hmm. I had about six of them when I first collected, six or seven maybe. And um, if you put like Krusty in the living room, it would ring the doorbell like, mm-hmm. because he wasn't supposed to be in the house. I was like, that's kind of cool that they recognize each character, you know? Yeah. Kind of almost like Titan Tron Live, except way better. <laughs> way, way better. Way better. Way better. <laughs> <laughs> So one more thing I want to throw at you. Um, I, I, we kind of talked about this a little bit before the show started. This new line I saw from Fresh Monkey Fiction, which that's mm-hmm. a mouthful of a name, but it's a really fun company. They're doing a lot of cool lines. They did a line called Long Box Heroes, which is kind of like a superpowers inspired line with indie comic book characters. And they're doing a line called Eagle Force, which is kind of their own version of G.I. Joe, which is really fun. But this new line they're doing, that's called Operation Monster Force. And it's essentially a cross between G.I. Joe and Monsters. Mm-hmm. I showed you some of the figures. They're all up for pre-order right now at Big Bad Toy Store. And they're showing off some new ones for Series 2 every week, for like the next six weeks, I think. Um, so they've revealed a total of 10 figures. 
they're about $36.99, so about $37. So, you know, they're a little bit more than retail, but not as much as Super 7. But they also come with just a ton of accessories, multiple heads, hands, weapons, etc. And apparently these are in scale with the G.I. Joe Classified. Mm-hmm. What did you think upon seeing these, man? Well, I didn't know about those until you had sent them over to me. Uh, so without knowing any of the backstory, the figures look great. They are 37 bucks, And as of right now, there's three, six, nine, t- ten of them on Big Bad Toy Store. And I'm kind of curious about these characters' backstories. Like, who is Aerial Assault Trooper? And why is he important to be in this first wave of ten? Who right. is... I'm looking at this uh, uh, Forgotten King, Monster Force Forgotten King. I don't know who he is, but I kind of want to know more about him because he looks sick. He's got a scepter with a, a skull and wings on it. Think of the Metalocalypse uh, mm-hmm. logo, and it's kind of like that on top of the scepter. He's got a light blue. He stands out from the rest of the toys of these Monster Force. So I'm curious the backstory behind these guys. Who is... Delkin Van Helsing, who is that? And right, you know, again, why is he important to put in these first ten? But these look sick. Can they go? Can they mix with your GI Joes? Some of them can, not all. Uh, some of these can probably mix with your He-Man figures, probably like mm-hmm. like that Forgotten King. He could probably fit in your He-Man universe. Oh yeah, but but these look great, man. Like they're they're awesome looking this red nocturnal operations trooper he just looks like a a a trooper but he's got like a red shield around his eyes so they look great obviously this isn't hitting my feels but i would recommend for anybody that is into those types of things like a gi joe he-man mix-up mashup kind of deal i'd say take a peek at these and see if any of them are hitting your fancy you know it's kind of a fun idea because I, I I go back to like, yeah, we don't know the stories, but I think that's kind of like what hits me because, you know, we didn't know the stories with G.I. Joe, right? Until the cartoon, until the comic book, until you you read like the bio card and you're like, oh, that's so cool. I need to get Snake Eyes. Mm-hmm. Same with the Masters of the Universe. We didn't really know the characters, but then there was the mini comic and all that stuff. And then the cartoon came and you're kind of able to figure out who was who. I feel like this is kind of that same thing. And I think it's kind of a a cool gamble for this company to kind of bet on themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of doing a license, they're obviously doing some licensed stuff, but it's kind of cool that they're like, no, we're going to create our own characters, create our own story, our own universe. I'm like, that's a super fun idea. Now, without it hitting retail, you do kind of, I mean, I assume they're not hitting retail. I've never seen their stuff in retail. So like you're missing out on a lot of that, like, window shopping where like these would probably stop you in your tracks otherwise like oh what do we have here but yeah for for what it is it's a it's a pretty cool idea it's a fantastic idea um it, it kind of reminds me of the valverse figures yeah you know? yeah there isn't really a backstory to the um who's the other group that i'm thinking of eric arana over at uh oh uh they did the lucha libre figures the master yeah, boss fight boss fight they had another line. And in fact, I think Travis was into those as well. There was no backstory to those figures. And I wish I could remember the line, but there was no backstory. But was a lot it of the Cerozoic Warriors, is that what you're talking about? The dinosaurs? Possibly. I, I can't remember exactly. They they are almost like He-Man style dinosaurs. Yeah, I think that was And I'm was like, it. oh, those are cool too. But again, like you don't know anything about the characters. So it's just kind of like buying a random toy. Exactly. 
Uh, but Travis seemed happy with him when Travis picked him up, you know? So I would like to know the backstory of this and uh, these guys, again, I don't know if I'd be spending the money on them, but for anybody that is into this type of thing, I'd push everybody to big bad toy store to check these out. They're definitely worth taking a peek at. I'll be sharing them on the Instagram here before too long. Just cause I want everyone to take a look at them. Cause I'm like, man, these are really cool. You know, mm-hmm. like this is a fun idea. And I think it's cool that, like I said, a company's kind of, instead of grabbing a license or like Valiverse is kind of the same thing, right? Like they are essentially making like GI Joe figures that are not GI Joe's they're, they're their own version. Mm-hmm. I think it's a cool idea. And I know a lot of, monsters are essentially like all public domain. So like there's a Count Dracula in that first wave. Um, There's a Van Helsing in that first wave. That's all public domain stuff. So I think that's cool that they're able to, uh, to throw that in there and kind of build this own universe. I know there's also a comic book that's coming out with this, Mm -hmm. which I think is fun, a way to kind of tell that story. And, you know, who knows, like if this is successful, like what if that led to like an animated series or a movie, that would be amazing. Wait, Count Dracula is a, is a public domain. (laughs) Wait. Count Dracula. Oh, I wasn't even close. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Count Dracula is a vampire that will kill you. Count Chocula is chocolatey and delicious. <laughs> <laughs> the best of the of the um the four. Well, Booberry's pretty good. I do like Booberry. Booberry's good. It's harder to come by. Frankenberry. Frankenberry. Yeah, yeah. I I do love me some Count Chocula though. I know you're not an Office fan, but there was an episode where Dwight was picking out the healthcare plan. So he told everyone to write down their diseases and he would make sure that they're covered. And so <laughs> he's talking with Jim. He goes, did you write this, Jim? He's like, write what? And he goes, count choculitis. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, are you doing that? Cause you know, I love count choculitis. <laughs> he's like, do you love count choculitis? Like, That's not the point. <laughs> count choculitis. It's an epidemic. Before we do move on, I do want to say real quick, I did get my NECA Alf figure from San Diego Comic-Con where he was going to Cosmic-Con. Oh, wow. That's cool. I did get that in. I love uh, anything Alf, NECA. I'm all in, dude. Uh, count me in. These figures are awesome. That That is, that's a cool and it's a simple one and done, right? Which I think mm-hmm. is also fun. I love the shirt that says Cosmicon on the back and he's got the video That's camera awesome. and I don't know. It's, it's such a cool figure, you know, cause I already had the, now the Alf NECA regular size figure, you know, but to get the one where he's going to quote unquote Cosmicon and not Comic-Con. That's pretty cool. It's, it's such a great touch. I love that one. I'm glad we're getting some Alf in 2023. Who would have thought, right? I know I'm all for this, man. Yeah, I, I seeing Alf on the shelf was like, oh man, I loved Alf as a kid. Like I had an Alf toy, like a stuffed animal. Mm-hmm. Loved watching that show. In fact, I think you can actually still find that for free on a couple of streaming services, which is fun. Probably, let me guess, the Roku channel or Tubi. One of those two, yeah. yeah it's probably. on there. I tried to. It doesn't really hold up. I didn't think, but it was like, oh, Alf. I remember Alf. So much fun. All right, man. Are you ready to dive into some? Uh, wwf stomp i heard wwe retros uh no you didn't i think you're uh i heard i heard wwe jacks classics i heard wwe mattel uh elites so i'll tell you i have a goal with this jeff and my goal (laughs) is at the end of this episode you are going to get on ebay and start ordering all the stomp figures because that's (laughs) that i mean that's a goal right 
<laughs> um, you need to choose a different goal, dude. Because <laughs> I can so, guarantee that one is unattainable. Unattainable. Well, yeah, that's very possible, but uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, let's see if I can find these. It's it's kind of there's such a random line. It may be hard to kind of find exactly what I'm what I'm going for. It's funny because you know it's you when we had LJNs, it was LJN series one. You had the tag team boxes, and you had the bit. You had Piper and Hogan, the fourteen inch guys. Then in Hasbro's, you had the tag team packs, and granted, you did have smaller miniature figures. But it wasn't until, and you made this point last week, you, it wasn't until Stomp that you got something like of a crossover. Yeah, well, it, it was, like, I, I'm pull, I'm looking at it now. It, it's, it's an interesting concept. And if I remember right, they these were initially called WWF Warzone, which was obviously the name of the show. You had Raw is War and Warzone and stuff. That was when I first saw them, like I, like I was talking about last week, I had a friend who um, moved from another school, was a huge wrestling fan, had figures. I had figures. It was like we were like meant to be best buddies. <laughs> and we he showed this to me because he brought the back of a card to school and is in his backpack. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it was the first time I'd ever seen him because, you know, the back of the card was usually where they would show all the new toys coming out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have to get this. This is the coolest thing ever. And, you know, because we're seeing like characters with guns and knives and Ahmed Johnson has a chainsaw for some reason. Like it was just amazing. So I was, I was immediately all in on these. I just thought they were super cool. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing I was really underwhelmed by when these first came out and I mentioned this last week was the card art. I think to me, it was just ho-hum the red. Oh, it could have been so much better. It it felt like it could have been so much better. And it was a little bit better as you got further into the line, like in the later series, but it just it felt like that original card art was just bland. It, it uh, yeah, that's the best way to put it was bland. Well, since these have a GI Joe feel, how much better would they have been if you had like an artist drawing of the character in their full gear? Uh, yeah, that would have been cool. I that think. would have been great. Yeah, that's actually a much better call. Yeah, I I think if they had kind of. When you look at what Jax did, a lot of their stuff was kind of just Jack. Well, see, Jax was also the first company to me that was just pumping out everything, right? Mm-hmm. Hasbro made like three or four different Hogan's, which was like they're probably their most that they made of any one character. Dude, how many Jax Steve Austin figures were there? Uh, Warrior. Sorry, I'm going back to Hasbro. Yeah. They made three Warriors. Three Warriors. Right. Yeah. I think there's three Macho Mans, four Macho Mans, because uh, they had the Macho King, Macho Man, blue, purple trunks. And then the Hogan's, think, Hogan's was there f- five, maybe five. So you had the, you had the, the press slam for series one. You had the Hulkster hug. You had the Hulkaplex. Mail you had away. The yellow, the mail away. And then the yellow trunk. So five Hogan's. Five Hogan's. Yeah. Which was probably the most of anybody. Right. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to get fixated on that, but <laughs> no, 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 you're, no, you're good. But I'm like, how many Jacks Steve Austin did they make? Oh God! I mean, mail aways, special events, WrestleMania 15 mail away. They oh had, yeah, every series at, when Steve Austin hit that next level, every series had a Steve Austin in it. Yes, and and, and it, I think that was that was a big. It was obviously it was a huge, a huge thing. Obviously to get 
all the top guys in the line, but they made so many. It was totally different than the Hasbro era where they probably were just pumping out the same figures over and over to the source. Exactly. All right. So let's go over Stomp Series 1. Obviously, these were WWF characters with uh, military-style gear and weapons. Uh, I think another factor on these that didn't work, this is just a theory, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at some of the guys from like the later waves. So in series one, they all had a vest, they all had boots, and then some type of weapon. Mm-hmm. And in series one, the vest and weapons are not packaged with the character. And that makes the figure look very bland to me. Yeah, agreed. My I... my point though is, and I, I I'm looking at all the figures from series two and three as well, where like the characters from series two and three have the gear on, so it does give them a more fun look because. And and what I, I will say, what one thing Stomp did that was kind of cool is series two, the characters were like underwater. Mm-hmm. Series three, they were in space. So each one kind of had a different feel, I guess, which is interesting, but just not didn't really didn't really compute to wrestling figures so much. And like mm-hmm. I said, this this could have definitely uh, been better if they would have included some really fun artwork on the package, maybe. Yeah, and certain figures looked cool like the china it was something different it was yeah it was something outside of and this was in series two she was in a blue like camo vest or you know, top hat and it, it mm-hmm. looked it looked cool but again it wasn't anything that i was gonna dump my money into because it just army wrestling figures it just i don't know it just yeah, wasn't it doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't do it for you i get it yeah but one thing that Scott brought up and totally triggered a memory. We were on the hunt for that Brian Pillman figure. Yeah. The first Brian Pillman, right? It was the very first Brian Pillman and out here. Now I don't know how it was in Oklahoma, but out here it was hard to find. We had no luck finding it at first. We eventually did find it at KB toys in Stone Ridge mall, which is in Pleasanton. We ended up finding it there, and man, that was about the only stomp that I paid full price for, because mm. I and no problem paying for it full price too, because that was the very first Brian Pillman figure since Galoob. Oh right, exactly. So it was one of those empty, hollow victories. It's like, yes, I've got the first Brian Pillman since Galoob. Crap, it's in stomp, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But, it, but I, I will say his figure kind of worked because he was essentially in ring gear. Yes. Underneath it. So they kind of worked. Um, and that's another thing, too, with these with these figures. They all had the exact same body, mm-hmm. which was also kind of offsetting to me as a as a kid. I was like, what? Why are they all like, how is Ahmed Johnson like ripped up and skinny? You know, <laughs> well, the Pillman face is the one that always confused me. I never got that Pillman face because the face was just. I don't know. It was like skeleton freaky deteriorating. Yeah, it wasn't a good face on that one. But again, I'm going to go back to the beginning. That was our first Brian Pillman since Galoob. Yeah, it was. So to kind of go through the line, we'll start off here with Crush. So he's got on green pants and a a white shirt in the package, but then he's got a snap-on like camouflage vest and boots. He also comes with a big rifle. Um (laughs) This is a little weird because Crush was already out of the company, I think, by the time this came out. I think so. So it was like, well, that's a weird choice, but kind of a fun one, you know, and like Crush. I actually like the Jailbird look. 
mm-hmm. of Crush, and then eventually went to the Disciples of Apocalypse. But and I was always I was always a Crush guy, so this one was a fun one. I did not have this one though. My uh, oddly enough, my buddy when we were really into these, I had like a few of them, and he had a few of them, mm-hmm. and um, so I I he had Brian Pillman, and he bought Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. And so I remember getting Brian Pillman, Steve Austin, and The Undertaker. And then he got Ken Shamrock, Crush. I think that's right. And then I got Ahmed Johnson. So together we had a complete set plus a few extras. But yeah, this Crush was not one I ended up getting. But it's definitely, I mean, it's it's okay. Not anything like he would be wearing. But if you look at the, uh, the carded figure, there's a picture of him in the bottom corner um in his full gear looks so much better than how they have it in the package yeah so it's him in the full camo gear of the stomp figured um headshot that's what i was looking for of the other picture so there's two pictures where it says war zone and then there's two uh photos uh Mm -hmm. scott scott also said and i didn't do this scott also said that he got all of series one because he said he had expendable income at this time because he wasn't he was buying wrestling figures, but he was picking and choosing because BCAs weren't his, weren't Not his, his cup of tea. Yeah, weren't his wheelhouse. So he picked it, even though these were kind of BCA esque. He still was like, "I'm gonna just pick all these up. Why not?" So he did pick up Ahmed. He did pick up Crush and Pillman and Austin as well. Speaking of Ahmed, he's up next. So he's packaged in just long blue pants with black knee pads. He's got his red wrist tape and elbow pads. So that doesn't really go together at all. He's got his uh, his snap-on vest, which is almost like overalls, which is mm-hmm. kind of a weird choice. Mm-hmm. He's got a big billy club, a chainsaw, and then he has a straw hat for some reason. This one did not make sense to me at all. Not even close. Not and he's even- so skinny, it doesn't even look like Ahmed at all. No, Ahmed is so thick. He was so thick, dude. And then where are the knee pads or where are the arm pads that are over his quads, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. We need six sets of knee pads for Ahmed. Come on. <laughs> totally ridiculous. I will say it was kind of cool that he didn't have like the standard issue, same weapons, like the guns and stuff. Like it was kind of cool. He had like, a chainsaw. That's fun, but totally different. Yeah. All right. Up third, of course, we have uh, the loose cannon himself, Brian Pillman. Yes. The face is a little off. They even gave him like the, uh, almost like the guy liner underneath yes. the eyes to make him look a little dark, but it's not really Pillman. I think the, uh, the super blonde hair color is also offsetting because Pillman had that very dirty blonde, not the mm-hmm. white blonde. Um, he also, he's in his black pants with uh, red knee pads, which is similar to what he wore. So his is probably the closest representation of what he actually looked like at the time mm-hmm. as far as his ring gear. He's got a snap-on vest, which is kind of very military-esque with a like a tactical belt on it. He also comes with a big uh, like machete mm-hmm. and then a, and a big rifle as well. So a couple of cool weapons. Um, I thought this was probably figure of the line for me. Just for the memories, I would say yes. Yeah. The, as I said, the Pillman was so hard to find. We couldn't find him at Toys R Us. This whole, you could find everybody except Pillman. Um, yeah. Because if I'm not mistaken, when did these come out? 90... About 98. 98. So Pillman had just passed away. He was, yeah, he was already passed when this hat, when this hit. I do remember that. And so that was also another reason that this was hard to find for us out here is Pillman, you know, had just passed away. It's his first figure since 
Galoob. So we're kind of, you know, this figure was a hunt for us. We eventually, as I said, we eventually did find it. We did pay full price for it. That wasn't red pen down. Definitely. Um, Next up, we have Stone Cold Steve Austin, who's definitely ascending to being a top guy in the company. He's in uh, blue pants, black knee pads, and a black shirt. And this was a smart move on their part, putting that Austin 316 on that shirt. Mm-hmm. Even if though- I remember right, this was actually the first Austin 316 figure. I could be wrong on that, but I remember the first one I ever saw was like, because I remember we didn't know that that was there. And that's mm-hmm. also what got us into the stomp line. My buddy's like, no, I got Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's got an Austin 316 shirt on. I was like, what? Like, I, <laughs> I, I was like, because, you know, at that time, getting the Steve Austin and the jeans and the t-shirt was a huge one too, because that's all the pre-match stuff. Like that's how he was on raw every week. So that was a really cool thing. He was like the typical commander, you know, the, the army guy, he had the beret, you know, the gun. That was a fun, that was a fun addition was the beret. The, uh, I love that the best is like kind of tiger striped with the bullets and the three sixteen on it. Yeah. If you're going to do something like this, that's probably, the best one and Austin was the best one to choose for that gear. Yeah. And then the two, two guns, one with like a knife launcher on it. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So his looks really cool. I would say one and one a with Pillman as far as best figure of the line though. Oh uh, yeah, probably. In the, the, the Pillman figure to me is not as good as the Steve Austin one, but it was more sought after because of who it was. Mm-hmm. But this also like if they had just put a plain black shirt on, This wouldn't have been nearly as good. Throwing that Austin 316 on there was genius on their part. Uh, Next up, we have The Undertaker. Um, So this is definitely a weird one. So he's got his classic black shirt and pants with, uh, it looks like he has the purple knee pads on. Mm -hmm. So that's a little clashing. I mean, I know he wore the purple boot covers but he was kind of also kind of out of that by this point and wearing like the more solid black he's got a red like vest with skulls and stuff on it almost looks like the mounty shirt <laughs> and then like he also has red boots that, that match the vest and then it, for his weapons i thought it was kind of interesting he's got this like skull axe and then like this big like scepter like the executioner kind of so kind of a different look but kind of fun it it fit the undertaker but it didn't fit this line because this was supposed to be army you know guns yeah and all that stuff and they give him a, a scepter and it's kind of it was different it was definitely different well and this one i remember my buddy picked up the undertaker too for his stomp line which i had that one as well so we must have had a couple of repeats but he liked it because it looked like the undertaker although when i got it i was like well it's just black shirt and pants but it, it, there's no detail because like i wanted the button-up shirt like the hasbro like to me like they did the hasbro so well because it had the cutoff sleeves mm-hmm. it had the gray gloves it had the button-up like element so this was just kind of plain and i felt like they could have painted on the the buttons and you know dressed it up a little bit if they wanted to yeah and then of course rounding out series one the figure i wanted to like the most which i think is maybe the worst of the line <laughs> ken shamrock He's in red pants with black knee pads and a gray ringer tee because it's got the red trim. <laughs> how gosh, how ugly is this one out of, without the gear on? You hit it on the head. Worst figure of this. Uh, now, granted, I will say with all the gear on, it's not bad. But when you take the gear off, it's the worst figure of this whole series. I mean, like 
Looks like he has a gym shirt, like he's ready to go to a PE class or something. You yeah, know? but it's like it's like he, he bought like the three dollar Fruit of the Loom three pack <laughs> shirt. You know, it's like what are you doing, man? Um, his vest is cool. It's kind of a red vest with a collar. It's got some grenades and a knife and some bullets on it, and he's got a big uh, a big red rifle as well. So again, put him in the gear. It looks kind of fun, but out of it, not so much. You said it best. Worst figure of this series. Him and Ahmed, I think, are a tie. Neither one are are great, but they are they are what they are, I guess. So yeah, that rounds out Stomp Series One, man. Um, again, I, I go back to I think if they had done a different scale, I think this could have been a bigger hit. Maybe I mean I know they did three waves, but I never remember these being like hugely sought after. No, they were always red pen down, always clearanced out over at KB Toys. Toys R Us, Toys R Us never really discounted stuff sometimes you would find mm. that one bin that had a bunch of stuff in it and you're yeah. like whoa and you start scouring through it but yeah these were definitely weren't sought after or sought after yeah i mean they got a little bit better as you went along in the future series but they weren't again they weren't what we were looking for i guess it was a an interesting strategy of just taking something totally out of its element it reminded me of like what Playmates did with the Turtles, like, hey, we're going to do baseball Raphael and football Leonardo, where it's like, okay, like I'm sure those did well, but I remember as a kid, I hated those. Mm-hmm. So I, I just wanted the regular Turtles, right? And mm-hmm. and the bad guys, where it's like, I, I remember for a birthday, I have told the story before, I got a sheriff, like a deputy sheriff Donatello, and I'm like, I don't want to western donatello i want <laughs> i want regular donatello with the bow staff you know so it's um it's just one of those things totally different you know but it's kind of a fun line to kind of revisit where you're like wow that was totally interesting and weird something that they did yeah and i'm always in favor of people trying something new mm-hmm. but for this to be your first time trying something new um i don't know it just it's swinging a miss but hey you know you know maybe they thought it was a great idea at the time but who knows it might have been just like like it, one of those ideas like, hey, all you're doing is wrestling figures. Do something else. Like, okay. Because I know, um, like I said, Hasbro didn't veer out a lot. Mm-hmm. They did the regular line. Then they did like the little mini figures and stuff. But it was, like, it was all kind of like the same stuff. Yeah. And then Tonka did the Pillow Buddies, which Hasbro, I think, acquired later. But like they didn't venture way out. And um, Jax did. I, I mean, to their credit, they did a lot of goofy stuff over the years and so i think it kind of led way for mattel to kind of try that as well and if you notice with the mattel lines they don't ever last any of the Mm -hmm. gimmicky ones Mm -hmm. they go for a couple of years and then they kind of die out and they try something else but to me i and i and i think you can agree with this why it always bothered me with mattel is like when i go and all i see were zombies i'm like you know it's like in that it wasn't that i didn't like the line it's a fun idea and walking dead was huge i get it but it's like I don't, I'm tired of just seeing zombies on the pegs, which yeah. is what I felt like I was seeing at Walmart. Zombies and mutants—that was basically it. How many times yeah. did we see that Stardust mutant? Oh, this like the starfish Stardust or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. Dude, I think I saw that thing like like past like the first All In, you know? Like, like good <laughs> lord, the dude's been gone for like two years. But uh, Stomp Series One, not the not the best. I will say they did get a little bit better as far as the figures did. Like the card art got better as you got a, yeah. as you went along in the future series. The figures even got better as you went along in the future series. 
but again, they just, it, it wasn't something that we were clamoring for. You know, we, we wanted change, but it wasn't that, you know, I think we wanted to all go away from the BCA figures. Well, most of us did. Yeah. Yeah. I think we were ready for something new as far as scaling. Exactly. Exactly. It's the BCAs were fine for what they were. They just didn't hit everybody. And mm-hmm. I think once they hit ruthless aggression, they finally hit their stride, which is weird because they had already had the line like seven years by that point. Yes, exactly. Well, but I mean, I remember talking with Travis about this too. I was like, it was so weird during the era. You remember when they they introduced R three tech? Yeah, sure do. So some of those were, I think, good. Some were just horrendously bad. Like they were very weird. But I even told Travis, I was like, what was weird about that time is a line would come out and you didn't know if it was going to be Titantron live or R3 tech. Mm-hmm. Cause I remember when they, the first NWO line was R3 tech mm-hmm. and everyone yep. was like, what the crap? I want Titantron live. And like, they didn't make it like that. But then the very first Brock Lesnar came out in a King of the ring line mm-hmm. and it was a Titantron live. It was so weird. That was such a weird time. Mm-hmm. And then until they finally got the, uh, the ruthless aggression style down and that was kind of where they went. But yeah, it was a weird time for Jax. Yeah, and it, it's like they just kept trying something new, and it, it wasn't, wasn't hitting. It just wasn't hitting. It wasn't until they hit the ruthless aggression bodies, and I know a lot of people make fun of ruthless aggression bodies nowadays, but they were good for the early two thousands. You know, it's funny. Speaking of Jacks, they put out the Mario toys that are out. I know. On the show. Yes, those look fantastic. And Travis actually collects the little ones with his kids. Oh wait, which the the ones that come in the black box? I think the ones that are like $5 that are a little bit smaller. Got it. Got it. The ones that come in the black box, I've actually kind of been eyeballing them. Again, it's one of those. You got it. It's hard. Yeah, I get it. Trust me. Oh, now if I see a yellow clearance sticker on it, we're maybe talking, but at the the same time, like right now, I'm just like, crap. Oh, I know it's, it's not expensive until it's expensive. And yeah, I don't know how many times I've been to the store and I'm like, eh, I don't really want to get anything. And like, there's like five things I want to get. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, and then you, <laughs> then you have to make that choice. Like, okay, I'm going to buy one thing today. Now I got to figure out what I set back, you know? And mm-hmm. like, cause sometimes that's a gamble because you may come back at that thing you buy is just warming the pegs. And that thing you passed up is gone. Never to be seen again. Yep, exactly. Well, that's the thing is like, there's, when you get to the store, you have that one thing in your mind that you really want. So for example, Let's say you wanted an ultimate edition Roman Reigns. I'm just kind of throwing that against the wall. And there's that. Mm-hmm. You really want that ultimate edition Roman Reigns. You hit the store and you find it. But in that series is, let's say, ultimate edition Seth Rollins. I'm just kind of throwing that at the wall. Or Andre the Giant. We'll use that. And you're like, oh, man, I, I want the Roman Reigns. That's what I had my head set on. And you picked it up and you feel satisfied that you got your Roman Reigns. And you may never see the Andre again. And you may have to go onto macari or ebay to pick it up mm-hmm. but at the same time you to me i at least feel happy that i have that roman reigns that i wanted right and so i kind of am happy about picking and choosing the one that i got at that time does it suck passing up and having to pay some extra coin on ebay plus shipping yeah but at the same time i still got that one figure i was on the hunt for well, it's funny, and, and sometimes, sometimes someone can throw an idea at you that you're not thinking. But uh, you know that new um, Ultimate Brock Lesnar's hitting the ruthless aggression one mm-hmm. in the black tights, and I'm like, man, that's kind of cool. But I'm like, yeah, you know, I've got the ponytail Brock with the MMA shorts. I think I'm okay. Mm-hmm. 
And Travis says, well, I'm going to pick up two and I'm going to paint one red because of the new Japan gear that he wore. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> like, I'm like, that's such a cool idea. So I don't know if I'll for sure do that, but boy, he sure got my wheels turning because I'm like, man, that's really not a complicated repaint. Like mm-hmm. it just is his gear, his knee pads and his boots. And then if you want to get real fancy, putting the sword tattoo on his chest because he had that by that point. Yeah. But I'm like, man, that would be that would be a really fun custom to make. Oh, that would be super fun. I got to see pictures of that. Yeah, I think he's working on it. I don't know if he started yet, but I know he was he was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, that's a that's a fun idea. Well, if he didn't fall asleep tonight, <laughs> jokes on you, Travis. You were supposed jokes to be on, on the show tonight. Yeah, you were supposed to be here. I even sent you the Zoom invite link. He'll <laughs> <laughs> probably see it in the morning. Like I know, right? Dude, fell asleep. I'm like, yeah, it's all good. It's he's all gonna, good. Man. He's gonna log on tomorrow morning. Oh, guys, are you still here? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff, I uh, I know I tortured you this week with stomps, so I'm gonna throw you a uh, you know a peace offering for next week. Are you ready for this? Neca Alf. No, but you'll still enjoy this. Next week, how about we cover the Simpsons series three from Playmates? Oh, that's a very I like that peace offering. I'm all for this. So what's funny is you've been on three episodes with the Simpsons so far. Uh-huh. And I think even if, you know, uh, Travis comes back full time or whatever we end up doing, I think you should always be on every episode we cover the Simpsons. Of course, I'm going to always be on for every ep- episode of the Simpsons. You know, I'm all here for that, man. So did the Simpsons like it's crazy if you go on figure realm and look up that line, they had like 20 something waves. Mm hmm. They made, I mean, was there anyone they didn't actually make? Off the top of my head, no. I, I'm going to have to go into Figure Realm and do the the search. But to my knowledge, they made basically everybody. Oh, it's crazy how many they made. So um, I'm, I'm excited to dive into Series 3. I don't even remember who's in that line. I think Nelson Muntz was because I did mm-hmm. have him. Mm-hmm. He was one of the first ones I bought. And I remember <laughs> being at the store. You know, I, was, I wasn't even driving yet, so I was with my mom, and I, I brought over a couple of figures I was going to buy, and she was like, you're really buying that kid from The Simpsons? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's awesome. And that was actually the first figures I ever bought where it was like no intention of playing with them because there was really no playability. To these. They were literally display pieces. Display pieces, yep. Uh, which seemed weird at the time to me, but now that's awesome, you know? You know what's funny is, and I know we're rounding out the show, but you know what's funny is, you know how many cartoons that were in our time that our parents were looking at us like WTF? Oh, yeah. Simpsons, Beavis and Butthead. Um, I, I, none of, actually, none of the toys, or sorry, none of the cartoons of the 80s, such as Transformers, G.I. Joe, our parents didn't really kind of judge us on those superhero i think always made sense right like yeah even though it's a little bit obscure it's like okay it's a robot that looks like a truck or whatever like or an army man or you know a big barbarian that gets power from a sword i think most of that they can kind of like semi-comprehend even if you don't know the story even the ninja turtles was like kind of that way too or power rangers like you know it was all kind of the same thing but yeah i mean the simpsons i remember and we'll dive into this a little bit I'm, next week, I'm sure. It was very demonized in the it 90s. Was. Oh, it and was. I remember it was like a big thing in my house. You can't watch The Simpsons. You can't watch The Simpsons. And, and a lot of that, I think, was because my mom would hear things from other moms. Okay. But I, I think a lot of that time, it was like people just listen to whatever 
people said they didn't make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. I've always been a big fan of like, I'll make my own decisions, right? Like if someone's right. like, Hey, don't go see that movie. It sucks. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well I want to see it. So I'm going to see it. Right. I, I don't let someone try to tell me like how that's going to be. Right. You know, and that's pretty much with anything. So, and I, I do appreciate good reviews, but I, I kind of want to make up my own mind if that makes sense. Yeah. Another one was Ren and Stimpy. Yes. Yeah. That was a controversial one too. Our mom just did not understand Ren and Stimpy. And she goes, I don't know why you watch this crap. And I'm like, it's not crap. It's fantastic. I mean, they have a log. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then like, like you said, Beavis and Butthead, I think uh, it took my, my dad was more of the uh, calm headed one. And he still is, but like he was always kind of more like he'd see the Simpsons. He's like, nothing wrong with this. It's just a show. It's just dumb humor. It's not nothing bad about it. it but I think it gets, well, Jason Wolf calls that the satanic panic <laughs> of the nineties. And I think that's pretty accurate. Cause I remember in the late eighties, my cousins were super into masters of the universe. Mm-hmm. I was told I couldn't watch it because it was bad, but like really, if you want, I mean, it's a, it's a really campy kids cartoon Yeah, that actually has positive messages. So, mm-hmm. it, it, but it, it's one of those things where I think sometimes you hear something and you think it's bad. Oh, it's bad. We can't watch that. It's like, okay, come on. Yeah. Cause Simpsons was the very first cartoon that was really, I can't even say the first few seasons were edgy, but it was edgy different. If that makes sense. Yeah. And it wasn't until Beavis and Butthead came along that everybody was kind of like, okay, we're not going to pay attention to the Simpsons anymore and focus on how they are wrong for our children. We're, we're going to pay attention to these kids that are doing frog baseball, you know, <laughs> you know? Well, same with like family guy when that hit in like the early two thousands, I think people realized the Simpsons was like incredibly tame and tame to compar- it yep. compared to that. But I even think with family guy, I kind of always wondered, I think Seth MacFarlane pushed it so far. That he's like, they're not going to, the censors aren't going to take out everything. Yeah. So they'll have to like compromise. I think I always thought that was his goal. Like he was going to push it so far that they're like, okay, well, you definitely can't say this, you know, and, and South Park's another one when that hit, you know, Yep. the late nineties, well, you know, and that's, a, that's another one that you look back at and you're thinking, okay, why didn't South Park? I mean, people were like, oh, South Park, you shouldn't watch that. But like, it never got the notoriety that family guy did or the simpsons did or right i'd love i'd love those cartoons of the 80s and the 90s man anytime they're on always wanting to watch them and everything so definitely well and what's funny is south park that hit when i was like in seventh grade Mm -hmm. and i remember that very distinctly because a kid was wearing a oh my god you killed kenny shirt (laughs) and like that became the thing everybody was getting south park shirts and then like they they basically put out a thing no more you can't wear south park shirts anymore at all even if it was like not even bad like no one could wear them oh really oh yeah oh man <laughs> yeah. oh you know how the school is with their their rules about t-shirts and stuff but yeah they uh i uh, i actually <laughs> that's a funny story in high school um we got the idea from jackass actually <laughs> me and my cousin made these shirts and um he saw it on there and i don't remember the episode or if he was even 100 right he just saw it and he thought it was funny one of the guys had a shirt and all it said was the word crap <laughs> just <laughs> one word crap <laughs> so 
we uh we went and bought some black t-shirts and plain back black t-shirts which are relatively cheap especially then at walmart and then we got iron on letters also <laughs> relatively cheap and spelled out the word crap and we made shirts that just said crap <laughs> and we, <laughs> he went to a different school uh but we just wore them and like no one said anything for a while uh-huh. and finally they were like yeah you can't wear that anymore and it's like <laughs> why well because it's a bad word i'm like crap's not a bad word <laughs> look what does that mean i was like it doesn't mean anything i'm not trying to buck the system i'm just trying to wear a shirt that makes people giggle you know <laughs> like, but it was funny because like I, you'd wear it like if i wear it out and about so i see my shirt like, <laughs> that's funny <laughs> your shirt says crap <laughs> that's what we're hoping to get across with the uh, new shirt pricks that steve hoker <laughs> So Steve Hoker, how many shirts now do you have? I want a crap shirt up. I want a, <laughs> Jeff said a word earlier. I can't remember what it was, but I want that shirt up. I want, I want his shirt store just filled with one liners. I know I everything know. we say. He's got Stu Hart being stretched out on there. He's got <laughs> that one's so good. I need to get that one for sure. <laughs> He's got the KBW one. Yeah. Visit that I like store. it's like the KBW, but it's like the Burger King. <laughs> Well, the warrior the keyboard warrior loves Burger King. That's his thing, man. But oh yeah, dude, Burger King's all dude. Give me some of that Hershey Sunday pie. Uh, no matter what, Whopper greater than the Big Mac. Oh, for sure. I don't. Is there an argument there? Uh, some people will argue that. Some people always go Big Mac tried and true, but Whopper for me any day of the week. You know. Here's the thing. If if anyone argues that, first of all, you're wrong. But here's the thing. <laughs> the Whopper tastes like a burger. Yes. That's the biggest fact. I mean, I know it's fast food. I'm not sitting there saying like praising Burger King, but like I always thought Burger King was far superior as far as fast food was concerned. A taste wise, fries what now the fries are just laced with sodium, but that's what oh, makes yeah. it well that's what fries are though. McDonald- onion rings though. Oh. Yeah. McDonald's French fries will always be in our book king. But yeah, if they're, they're fresh. If they're fresh. But Burger King's fries is no, you know, nothing to raise your nose to. Sorry, Chad. We're not talking. Hey, but we're not talking wrestling, though. Hopefully you like fast food, Chad. Let us know. (laughs) Hit us up in the DMs. Um, No, but like Burger King was also one of the first places that I remember that had the. uh, Like the pick anything soda thing where you can mix the flavors. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's weird is I don't have a lot of Burger Kings out here anymore. What? Yeah, there's a couple. But we used to have like one in my town, like it would be like 30 minutes away to even find a Burger King now. Oh, wow. Yeah, we got Burger Kings all over the place out here. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. But dude, I, I actually I was more of a fan of Burger King than I was of McDonald's as a kid. Same here. And like what's weird is I know a lot of people clamor the McDonald's toys, but Burger King had some fun ones, too. Oh, Which ones did they have? They always had different ones, but they had remember the characters of like the Burger King Kids Club, mm-hmm, like sure Kid do. Vid and stuff. Oh, yep. Those are always fun. Yep. Hey, we got to do a a TB toy cast on their toys. Oh, we definitely will. I, that's on my list. I uh, <laughs> the problem I've ran into with McDonald's toys, well, fast food toys in general, it's sometimes hard to find information on them. Oh, really? Yeah. If you Google every now and then, because like you know, I'm sure you remember like the displays in the store with all the toys. Yep. I actually have a McDonald's toy book from the nineties. Oh, and that was, that was a really cool guidebook to be able to see everything, mm-hmm. but it's hard to find. Like if you Google like McDonald's Batman line, sometimes it's hard to find like actual images. I've noticed. 
the displays that had the toys already in there, but they weren't oh, so good. They, oh man, you would be sitting there and it would be like, uh, say like there was the McDonald's characters in cars or something like that. And it was like the week of eight sixteen to eight twenty one will be hamburger in his car. And you're like, need that one. And then you go to the next week and you're like, okay, I can kind of skip that one. Okay, yeah, yeah. I need the, you know, you start going down the list and you're like, okay, we got to come back this time. We got to come back this time. We got to come back this time. Oh, and so much fun. You'll be like, mom, we want McDonald's on this week. We want McDonald's on this week. I will. I remember, I'm sure we'll cover this at some point during the teeny beanie baby phase. Oh God. I, we would see people come in and buy like five happy meals mm-hmm. and throw it all, all away. Mm-hmm. Insane. Like mm-hmm. that's crazy to me. I'm like, that's the way they were back then. Yeah. Wild, wild times. In fact, actually, I, you know, I haven't bought a happy meal in a long time, obviously, but uh, Travis was telling me because he has the young kids that oftentimes they don't even have licensed stuff. It'll be like a coloring sheet and stuff. That's now, it? Sometimes they do. He said, but not always. And I'm like, man, that is nuts because McDonald's toys are really ha- the kids meals toys in general. That was a fixture mm-hmm. of my childhood. Right. And getting that happy meal toy or the Burger King toy, like, and that was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And even if that toy was only played with for 10, 15, 20 minutes, and then you move back to wrestling figures or GI Joe's or transformers. Yeah. It, still something about that 15, 20 minutes that you had that happy meal toy, you know, cause that was the first thing you pulled out of the box when you were on oh, the yeah. ride home, if you went through the drive through or if you were dining in, you were right there. And if it was a, let's use a car as example, man, you were racing it across the table. You're like, you know, you're making the oh, skin yeah. mark noise and, you know, doing the Dukes of Hazard jump or something like that. You know, <laughs> but oh, it was so much fun. I, I, I miss those times. Um, it was just, that was just such a fun time to be a kid. Like actually Daniel Cross from Saturday morning Rumbleville recently sent me the full set of the, uh, tiny tune adventure cars. Remember they would flip back yeah. and forth to two different characters. I got all four of them, which are eight total characters. I'm like, man, that is so cool. What'd you do with them? Oh, I still have them. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I, I took pictures of all of them and randomly put them up on the Instagram. So yeah, they're 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 definitely uh, staying in the collection for a while. Nice, nice, cool stuff. Well, anyway, we don't want to take too much time reminiscing about fast food toys, but yes, we do. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's so much fun. <laughs> but anyway, uh, thank you guys for checking out the TV toy cast. Make sure to check out fully posable every Sunday to hear Jeff and Scott of the fully posable podcast. Make sure to check out our t-shirt store over at T public, grab our new uh, t-shirt designs. And that's about all I got. Anything else, man? No, nah, fun times talking about random toys tonight. A lot of yeah, fun times, especially the happy meals, dude, you're bringing me back, dude. We will definitely cover some happy meal stuff. I got something, uh, I got something written down. I haven't told you about it yet, but I think you're gonna pop when I uh, when I throw it at you. It could be next week. Who knows? I'm interested. I'm interested, <laughs> and I'm gonna do a YouTube search for any Happy Meal toys as well. So fantastic, fantastic! Thank you guys for checking out the TV Toy Cast, and we will see you in the toy aisle.